Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we chat with our friend Jamie Thomas, Jets radio analyst, who's heading home from the Young Stars Classic in Penticton. Jets won the final game today against Calgary. How did they look? Who stood out? We'll talk about all that coming up on the podcast. Jets Young Stars Classic finishes off with a 5-3 win for the Winnipeg Jets squad. And a man who was there in Penticton to watch it all, to call it all for the live stream was Jamie Thomas, who is our radio analyst on CJOB, who's getting ready to fly back to Winnipeg. Joins us now from the airport. Got through security okay, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, I did. I made sure uh, that Zinger got through okay, and then uh, we're, we're in here, no problem at all. <laughs> so, first of all, just looking back at this weekend, we, I talked to you uh, before the game started on yep. Thursday and what you were looking for uh, from this tournament. What did you see from the tournament, and did you get what you were looking for? I think so, but first off, you wanted to see how Cole Perfetti was going to perform after being off for so long, right? That was a you know there was a pretty serious upper body injury. He hadn't played in some time. He needed the legs to get going before main camp here, and then today he gets a big goal uh, in, in in the third period. After right at the end of the second period, he was completely denied by kind of like a fluke play, right? It was a stick that was his shot. He had a wide open net, then it hit the defender's stick and. Went off into the corner. He said he couldn't believe it. He didn't feel like he was ever going to score. So uh, to get that one in uh, in the third period is a big deal. And then Chaz Luce was pretty quiet through the first two games. And that is also, I think, you can blame on the fact he's pretty – he had ankle surgery. He missed the last part of his NCAA season at Minnesota. So for him to get off and to, to get his legs underneath him was important to those three games. Today – Scores a big goal and then he wins the faceoff that leads to the game-winning. The, sorry, the the empty net goal too. So uh, Mark Morrison, the Moose head coach and the head coach of this hockey team here at the Young Stars tournament, wanted to put these guys in positions to see how they would handle it. And Lucius wins a big faceoff and gets that done. And then all three goaltenders like Arvid Holm, uh, Oscar Salmonen, and of course Dominic Divincentis, uh, who was a seventh-round pick of the Jets this this June. Uh, all played and all played very well. And Dominic DiVincentis had made 40-plus saves today and was a big reason why the Jets win. And then you wanted to see, you know, like Brad Lambert. You saw that world-class speed he was talking, we were talking about and see if uh, he could put that to work. He had a great game again today. Greg Morales played very well this weekend. He was a key part of the Moose's success last year. So it is a long-winded way of saying to you, Christian, I saw a lot of what I wanted to see. And I was curious about Dmitry Kuzman, too, the Belarusian defenseman from the Ontario Hockey League. He played very well. He quarterbacked the power play for most of this weekend. Uh, played very well. Simon Lundmark uh, took a big step last year in, in his ad- adaptation to the North American game. And uh, then we got to see De- – yeah, like just everything you kind of want to see, you got a good look at it. And I think everybody played a lot better today with their third game. And you're going to have a lot of young faces uh, re- ripe and raring to go when camp starts on Thursday. So they didn't win the first couple. They win this one. No. I know you said yeah. that wins and losses weren't important for these games, but yeah, do you think it's just a, a function of getting more used to playing together that things clicked a little better today? Yeah, and I think the from the start of the tournament, Mark Morrison was saying he just wanted to see them compete. And I asked him, so did you get what you wanted out of this tournament? He said, from start to finish, they competed. And that's the most important thing. And then, you know, today, you know, I, I said about wins and losses, I'm sure you just don't want to fly, make this long trek back home and uh, losing all three games. So just to, to win that game, was it was a big, big thing for everybody uh, that was on the ice here today. And uh, more smiles clearly on the face of the players as 
we uh, sit here and wait for our, our flight to Calgary. And um, so it's just a much better mood. But it, it, it's a great tournament. It was great to see, you know, all the management staff from Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, of course, Winnipeg walking around. And you get to see the, some of the Jet Scouts and talk to them about what they've seen. And the likes of Mark Hillier gets to introduce himself to some of the players from the, you know, the COVID drafts where there wasn't that personal handshake at the, on the stage and at the table afterwards. So th- there's a lot of benefits from the weekend. And, and of course, the weather was beautiful, which also doesn't, uh, never hurts. So now projecting forward, you mentioned they'll be rip-roaring to go at training camp later this week. Yeah. We expect Cole Perfetti to be on the, the Jets opening night roster. What do you mm-hmm. see as Brad Lambert's future for this season? Well, like, I, I mean, he's going to, he's going to, like, it's, he was probably the most consistent of their three first-round picks, right? Cole Perfetti's still working out the kinks from his injury, and um, Cole was, you know, Perfetti dominated for stretches, but Lambert was pretty much the most consistent of those three players of the first-round picks. He's going to have to carry into camp. And, um, you know, I know he played against men last year, but we all know the game in, in Finland and in Europe is so much more different here in North America. So there's going to have to – we're all to see how that goes – um, clearly the American Hockey League is an option. Clearly the Western Hockey League is an option. So I, I, I he's going to have to show pretty well to stay with the American League with the American League team or uh, head off to Seattle, which just should still be a pretty good team uh, considering they went to the Western Hockey League final uh, this, this past spring. So, um, But I, I, I'm not writing them off at all. Don't Please don't think that. I just think there's... You know, there's a lot of American Hockey League forwards that have, have you know, shown what they can do already. You've got Henry Neek and Daniel Torgerson and go to, Greg Morales. I go down the list. Um, Jeff Mallett is there again. Mallott, sorry. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of depth up front of the Moose. That we'll have to see if Brad Labner can fit in there somewhere. And how about Chaz Lucius? Again, we're not expecting him to, to make the Jets this year, but certainly a player that we hadn't seen play in a while. Did he live up to what you thought you'd see? Yeah, it, it took him a bit. And today I just saw he scored a beautiful goal and, and he had a couple of nice um, plays where he set up a scoring opportunity. So you see the skill and um, the ability that he can to dominate for stretches. Um, I'm sure he you know, also talked to him after the game today and he had a big smile on his face, probably felt a lot better about his game overall and got his legs underneath him. So t- today was a huge step forward and from what we had, but th- he's going to have to continue to do that because uh, Portland owns his Western Hockey League rights. And again, there's, you know, there's a lot of American Hockey League guys or forwards that have played and understand the pro game a little bit more than he does. So, but let's not, uh, you never know, camp can do a lot of things for a lot of people and some exhibition games along the, along the way. Anyone jump out at you that maybe you didn't see coming? Uh, like bo- all the goaltenders. Um, we, I wasn't sure about Oscar Salomon, and clearly that, that was his first game in North America. Um, I've, I've seen a little bit of Arvid home, but he uh, took away the net, as you should when you're a big goaltender. But it's, it's all about your positioning. And you know, Oscar Salmonen said that he made a couple of European mistakes, and that was just all based on the, the rink. Is, you have less time to react in North America. So that's an honest, an honest assessment of his game. And, and I know Dominic DiVincentis is going to probably be the starting goaltender in North Bay of the, Amer- the Ontario Hockey League this year. So all three guys that are Jets property, I think they have to be pretty happy with what they have in that in that aspect. And I uh, really liked how Simon, Simon Lundmark got stronger as the weekend went along. So just the usual characters. And, and this, is, this is Greg Morales really stood out too. Um, he played so well. Tyler Boland, a 26-year-old kid. Um, had a good tournament as well, so he he scored in every single game for the Jets. So those are four or five names that kind of stood out to me over the weekend. 
And now we look ahead to training camp uh, beyond yeah, the Young buddy. Stars. What do you, yeah. how do you think in this camp is going to go? I think a lot of people <laughs> are expecting it to be a bit spicy. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of uh, ice times. So it's going to be long days uh, for everybody uh, to start things off. And, you know, and the Jets already playing their first exhibition game this upcoming weekend. Um, so they got to get to, to it right, right away here. But I, I think it's, can be highly contested. There's not a lot of room. Let's be honest here. There's not a lot of room up front. Um, and there's a log jam in the back end, and we know the back, the, the, the starting and the backup goaltenders are going to be. So I, I just think it's just how guys fit in. Um, we'll see how, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to make names for themselves for the, for the opportunity for the mantle the moose, but there's uh, just not a lot of room up for David Gustafson. We'll see how his health and how he, if he healed nicely over the summer. He's got to push for a fourth-line spot. How does Sam Gagne fit into everything for the Jets? It's just it's it's going to be exciting because I just think there's going to be this there's going to be this burr in their bonnet, uh, be in their bonnet, uh, heading into this camp of wanting to get at it and, and start proving that the last year was uh, an anomaly in terms of how the core group is. You know they're not going to perform the way they did this last year. Were you surprised to see Blake Wheeler lose the captaincy? I like when it happened, of course, you're like, you're still shocked. Like the whole time I've been here, the whole time I've kind of been around, you know, paid attention to the jets, the Lake Wheeler has been the captain. So there, it is a big, like, I'm not downplaying it now. The announcement is very huge. I think in some ways though, it's going to be a good thing. Um, it's going to free up Blake Wheeler to do what he does on the ice. I think, I believe he's still a point per game player and can be very good in a middle six uh, forward role. Uh, still going to be a large role in their power play unit and still play a role in their leadership room. But I, it opens the door, Christian, for the likes of Josh Morrissey, Brandon Dillon, uh, you know, Nate Schmidt, Nikolai Ehlers, Adam Lowry. I can go down the list. This, is, this isn't a young team anymore. Um, so there's a lot of guys on this roster that I believe can and will lead this team and, and can prove themselves uh, with Blake Wheeler not wearing the C right now. I guess looking at training camp, it's not about who makes the team because, that, as you mentioned, that looks it looks pretty already decided. I'm looking forward to seeing the deployment, the lines that might be put together yeah. by a new system here. Yeah. I know yeah. hearing Mark Shifley on the 32 Thoughts podcast the other day talking about how yeah. the systems were all a jumble basically last year and looking yeah. forward to maybe some stability this year. And so we could get some early indications on on how things might look come opening night, starting. Yeah, this week. yeah, right. And, and that was like Dave Lauer got put into a really tough spot. Um, you know, you're not you clearly said from the outside he was there to coach with Paul Maurice, and just for that to happen, I think threw everybody for a loop. So the, the systems got a little mixed up. Then when you start losing everything, I think everybody gets, gets a little critical of stuff. But what you know, Rick Bonas has been known for is shoring up the defensive end, and and that's. That is what the Jets need to do. Um, there's enough offense up front that if you play the defensive side of the game properly, you can win some games 2-1, 3-2, and you have some pretty good players that can score some clutch goals for you up front. And um, the back end's pretty good, too, if, if Neil Pionk remains healthy for this year. And let's not kid ourselves. I don't believe we're going to see you know, a season like Connor Hellebuck had last year, which was a tough one, and but it wasn't terrible. Um, more up to the standards that we expect of him. So just, all signs are looking at this point, at least on paper, this will be a much better team this year, and uh, there'll be some exciting nights. But I think Rick Bonus is going to improve the defensive side, and that's a that's a that's a number one change that we'll all be watching for to see how well they're going to defend uh, once the preseason goes and uh, when we start into the regular season, October fourteenth. 
let you go on this. I know you're a big Dolphins fan, and they had a just a ridiculous win over the Ravens yesterday. Did you get to yeah. see any of that, or were you busy doing your job? No, like I was busy doing my job. So like I, I got a friend that's a Ravens fan, and you know when you, whenever I chirp somebody, something bad happens to the team I'm chirping. So I did that Happy Gilmore thing where he says somebody's closer because the Dolphins had come back from 21 down to tie things up, and then I saw the late field goal, and I just pulled my phone down and started paying attention to what I was doing, and. Um, it was about an hour later when I saw that they came back and driven down the field to win the football game. So it, it's it's a big step in the right direction. Buffalo's up next. Um, then we'll get a true indication of how far they've come because Buffalo's defense is a little bit better than the Baltimore Ravens and certainly uh, their first-week opponent. Absolutely, Jamie. We'll appreciate your time checking in tonight. Thanks for this and safe travels home. Hey, man, we'll see you on Thursday. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. Try to warn you all